You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of Paint the Town Podcast, episode 86. 86. It's a nice number because uh, I'm very, very excited for about uh, for our today's guest, man. Oh, uh, hell yeah, man. Dude, King 3-8. I mean, dude, that's, that's like an OG right there. And legendary. Super talented. Yeah, and legendary. Like, he got and, the, uh, uh, the Crenshaw uh, art wall going. And, um, yeah, dude, I, I'm, I'm honored to have uh honored to have him on uh, and also it's good i mean one thing it's good we had uh, my life in yellow on earlier who's a new york artist and i you know i can't see another artist that w- represents uh la you know better right now that actually has a probably has a you know something to say about the current conditions of uh you know black lives matter and everything going on like that you know we've had a a lot yeah, of yeah he's this guy he's uh not only is he talented with his artwork but he is uh, very well spoken. Um, I uh, I saw a video uh, with him, and um, well, we did a video for LA Street Art Gallery actually, and then we're gonna watch it right now together. If you if you know, yeah, oh that, yeah. That's I also wanted to mention though that uh, the the email that I saw from him from him was awesome. Also, just like the dude is set up and has got it all set up, um, links and very very professional. I love this guy. Yeah, so I mean, we did, um, you know, Mitchell, basically, the other founder of LA Shark Gallery, did a, a video for uh, Create. This is back, um, let's see what year this is back in, 2013, man. So it's seven years ago. And I always like to go back and take a look at these videos because, um, you know, during the period of time that we started LA Shark Gallery and doing these uh, artist bios, man, I mean, like, uh, this is what the artists need, man. Like, they need a video that describes who they are, what their mission is, and kind of, like, what their art's about, man. Because Instagram's cool, and Instagram wasn't back, wasn't around when we first started LA Shore Gallery, you know? But, um, yeah, so basically, it's like, you know, we did all these videos. So, you know, if you want to go check them out, youtube.com slash LA Shore Gallery, uh, you can go check it out. But uh, here's this really... uh, So this is the one that uh, Mitchell uh, did a lot to film, and... Yeah, he he hung out with him one day and then just shot this video, man. So, um, so uh, like I said, Mitchell always does great work. Um, Yeah, he does. Hell yeah, man! And uh, you know, he did he did that video for us when we were in China too, right? When we got up, basically. So, uh, anyways, yeah, dude. I mean, that was that. Okay, just that was crazy to be able to get up, you know, in a neighborhood in, in Shanghai, you know, to have you guys with me, but then to also have Mitch filming this and make an awesome video that's uh that's crazy stuff man <laughs> that's what All i right, love man to, uh, I, I love i love knowing directors and stuff like that because if you travel with them then you never need to take pictures of your, yourself man because they'll make like a nice little video <laughs> <laughs> yep edit it put some nice music to it and send it to you exactly yep. anyways here's uh create basically all right are you having a good time so far Noise in here this evening. And close the door, cause we gonna party in here all night 
Yo, what's up everybody? This is the one and only. It's the grand, incredible Mr. King Create from Los Angeles, California, South Central to be exact. Representing Rockin' the Nation crew, Last True Stylist, West Coast Artist, Rock Angels, and the Magnificent Team. Being a kid born in the 70s, in the early 70s, I'm basically a product of the 80s. Uh, me being a product of the 80s, I had an opportunity and a chance to uh, check out what was being done in the early 80s growing up in the golden era or the golden days and stages of the foundation of LA hip hop and not only just hip hop but the graph culture and the movement in general. I had a chance to see when we was first developing when it wasn't that much pieces around throughout the city when um, pieces were basic and bubbly with a bunch of sparkles and characters with radios uh, tennis shoes on with fat laces with the Kango hat songs and you know, little stuff like that was being done on the wall. Now we're looking at a whole different day and time for uh, advancement and new creativity. And so, uh, me being a baby from the old school generation, I had a chance to soak up a lot of stuff like a sponge and be able to carry what I was learning from back then and apply it to what I'm doing today, but with a newer twist to it, more technique, uh, style added to it, and flavor. You serious about this art form? then you're gonna really get busy and you're gonna put in work. I was uh, surrounded by a lot of people that was critical about style, about can control, about peace books. If something was whack, they didn't hold back. They'd tell you, I mean, that's garbage, that's whack. Nobody wanted to be called whack, so you can best believe whatever we did had to be fresh. So that attitude, that energy, that spirit stayed within me to be able to continue that state of mind. This stuff is not only just coming from the hand, but it's coming from the heart and it's coming from the mind. You would never catch me doing anything below standard. If I'm painting on the wall you, from a silver or one color piece with a dark color outline, whatever I'm doing, you can best believe I'm gonna put 1,008% on it. Not, not just 10 or 8 or 100%, I'm giving it 1,008%. I'm going all out. You know, I'm basing myself up on style, number one. Technique, number two. Can control and all that stuff applies. If you come at this art form in a good kind of way and how you deal with it, your results is going to equal out to be something dynamic in terms of maybe um, being able to do gallery shows if you choose to do that. If you choose to continue to do this as a hobby, cool. Maybe some people do it as a career, such as myself. I do it as a career and I do it for a hobby. So I'm doing a little bit of both. But one thing that I can say is that I also educate the young people about this art form in general because it's important for them to know and the parents that this is an art. If you represent this culture and this movement, represent it properly. Don't get on camera with bandanas on your face, with guns and talking a bunch of stuff. This ain't what this art form is all about. I'ma repeat once again, this is not what this art form is all about. This is about the art, it's about the craft, it's about the art form of taking the letter once again from A through Z and learning how to master it and manipulate the, the art form and take it through different metamorphoses. It's like going on a computer and you typing up a font and then you got this big long list of different names of fonts. Same process, but this is on a whole different level. You know, I want you guys to appreciate and to respect the foundation of the blueprint that was laid before you. You know what I'm saying? Always show respect. Shout out to LASpeedArtGallery.com. You know what I'm saying? This is the one and only. It's the grand, incredible Mr. King Create from Los Angeles, California. I want to give shout outs to my homie from CMA, CCA. You know what I'm saying? Those are some of the basic foundation crews from South Central LA that was putting in a lot of work back in the early 80s. So I got to always make sure 
that I give uh, homage and pay respects to the foundation of some of the earlier people from this part of town. Uh, but as I uh, conclude, I want to give shout outs to my crew, Rockin' the Nation, you know what I'm saying, the last two stylists, West Coast artists, you know what I'm saying, the magnificent team at Rock Angels, you know what I'm saying, peace out. And uh, I want to say also respect to all the other major crews in Los Angeles that's holding it down, still keeping the history and the representative of Los Angeles still going. Once again, this is the one and only. It's the grand, incredible Mr. King Create, Los Angeles, California, South Central to be exact. Peace. Oh, I love that, man. Nice. That's awesome, man. I know that was a little long, but basically, uh, you know, he had just so much to say. I couldn't, like, really cut it off anywhere. Like, you, you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, on, you know, dude. we're basically waiting for him uh, at this moment, man. So, uh, you know, let's just kind of talk about what's going on, man. I had a real... Oh, yeah. You know what? This, uh, I don't know if you saw this when I was showing, uh, for those of you who are just listening, um, I got this gold brick here. Uh, and <clears throat> it's, uh, it's like a normal house, uh, actually a split brick. Um, and it's been painted gold. And uh, psych, psyched, psyched actually, uh, yeah, out. psyched one uh, got this to me. He was in the neighborhood, came by and dropped it off on the doorstep. And um, it's actually really kind of cool because uh, when when you look at it, you know, you kind of feel like twenty four karat gold. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? Like I said, psyched one is getting up, man. I always say it's um, yeah. Yeah, he's, Dude, he's very, I see him uh, very everywhere. And I very see blue. him uh, in some uh, very uh, uh, dangerous places, like his placements, like next on freeways. You, you know what I mean? I'm like, holy shit, that's psyched one as I'm like driving and looking back upwards. You know what I mean? And oh, then, boy. Yeah, so uh, like, dude, Youth, man. You know, to be young, ha, huh? <laughs> to be young. <laughs> hey, how man. Old you see, how old is, is uh, psyched one? I don't know, man. I mean, he, last time he came on the show, he had a <clears throat> he had a space covered, you know. So uh, we didn't know. I th I think he likes to keep uh, it pretty anonymous, actually, man. Seems but, like he's uh, in his twenties to me. Hmm. I think so, but uh, you know, you never know, man. You know, who's trying to get up in these days, you know? So um, hey, while we're waiting for create, man, I thought of this uh, really interesting. Oh, dude! Look at my hair. Holy shit! Look at this. This is crazy shit. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you, dude. Keep that, keep that thought. But look at this. I, I, I got a bozo the fucking clown going here. Look at that. <laughs> Holy cow! Wait a second. Okay, I'm just gonna. There we go. Okay, that's. You know what that P is for? What's that P for? Uh, Sean Price. Uh, he's a OG rapper. Um, I did a uh, stencil of him a few years ago, um, for uh, a gala. Um, yeah, Gali is another rapper that was written tight with uh, Sean Price, and uh, yeah, that's actually how I met Gali. Was he was doing a video, a remembrance video of Sean Price, and I'm actually in that video. And, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so Sean Price, uh, man, one very talented. MC man, you, you, you know, I mean, doesn't get enough credit. Um, passed too soon, man, and uh, 
Yeah, his, his birthday is actually uh, March 17th. Also, you know, mine's the 18th, the 17th. So it was like, um, I don't know, just felt uh, kind of, a, especially after listening to his music. Um, dude, was just amazing, amazingly creative with uh, lyrics. Uh, and so I still have this big old stencil on it. Yeah. See it, man. Can you pull it out? Because uh, I actually sent Create um, some of your work just like uh, to make sure, like, you know, we're all on the same page before uh, he came, you know, he came on the show, basically. So, uh, you know. Ha! Got it! Dude, this place is a mess, but how long did it take you to find Sean <laughs> Price? <laughs> It's amazing, man. Yeah. And the iconic teacher style. And then if you, how, how tall is that stencil, man? Well, I mean, it's uh, really about three feet wide and about uh, four feet high. Jeez, man. So that, that, that fits right on a box, huh? Yeah, that's, that's why I made it that size. Um, actually, one of the first times I got it up was... Um, right next to a music shop in downtown LA and uh, good cops. Yeah. Some cops actually stopped by and um, yeah, they're giving a little bit of a hard time, but I had my permit with me, which they looked at all the details and everything. And I was like going, okay, well, you want us to paint over the box or whatever? He goes, eh, yeah, go ahead. Just don't let me catch you down, you know, in this area again or whatever, some kind of crap like that. And so we finished what we were doing and, went on our way you know what <laughs> that was cool there's some cool no, you know what? here's there, the thing man. they really could have they could have been assholes they could have um you know they could have taken me in they could have very well easily you know booked me and whatever but you know how it is sometimes you know so check this out i have a uh um this this interesting video, man. Um, while we're waiting for create, he just let me know that he's uh he's about to log on, basically. So oh, cool. uh, let me just show you this interesting. So I was pulled over for speeding, and you're threatening to pepper spray me. I'm sorry. You're you pulled me over for speeding, and now you're threatening to pepper spray me because I'm not cooperating. You can write me a speeding ticket, and then you can go on your way. But you're threatening to drag me out of my car and pepper spray me. Now I need you want to, to elaborate you to your car uh -huh. for, for my safety. Why is that? Because I don't know what's going on with you. Okay. <laughs> so you pulled me over for speeding. All right. Ready? Are you ready? Okay. What's your name? Deputy Stowers. Stowers, perfect. Yeah. You're gonna be popular for this, man. going allegedly 60 in the 55 and you're going to pepper spray me because it's you're 45, afraid so. for your life i I don't, I don't you're not acting normal most people no i'm frustrated because stuff. you were just tailgating me to pull me over i was going 50 miles an hour i you you were going 60 to catch up with me i was going 50 which isn't even illegal okay, okay. and now you're put pulling your, your pepper down. spray out put your phone down bro no 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 get dude, get off me man <laughs> He's trying to you pepper spray him, but he ran out of pepper spray. <laughs> oh man, it's out. You're so lucky. Dude, that's the universe trying to protect both of us. <laughs> you are so lucky. No. <laughs> I, just, I just thought that was fucking funny. White dude getting arrested by a white cop, and I was like, it's just like a funny story. You know? White on white crime. <laughs>
I create. Can you hear us? Hey. Hey, what up? Welcome, create, to the show, man. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for for taking the time. Where are, where are you joining us from right now? From L.A. Hell yeah, yeah. hell yeah, man. from L.A., man. Um, well, yeah. you know, where are you? I'm sorry, where are you originally from? Uh, I'm from South Central Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay, born and raised. Born and raised in here in L.A., you know, uh, you know, like, since day one. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I'm jealous, man. I'm from Florida, and, you know, James, uh, you know, he's, he's from out in this area, but uh, I'm from Florida, so I'm a little jealous. I didn't get out of here until I was about 30. <laughs> yeah, I'm from oh, yeah. West Covina. Oh, okay. hey. I'm from West Covina, hey. you know, it's still L.A. County, but, uh, uh, you know, a little bit yeah. east, basically. Um, so, uh, you know, he's, if people... he's more, he's more LA than you are though, I'm afraid he's <laughs> create is definitely more LA than you are. James. Oh, for sure, man. For sure. You know, you know what I mean? Like we, uh, you know, we can only claim LA County basically. This is for, you know, the people listening that aren't from LA, man. LA is basically like a, a bunch of small towns strung together. You, you, you know what I mean? Every single little neighborhood has their own flavor, you know, and where I'm from <clears throat> West Covina. Uh, originally, well, I live in Orange County now, you know, you know what I mean? But um, I, where I'm from, West Covina, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of Mexicans, there's a lot of Filipinos, um, uh, like a, a little bit of Asians and, you know, whites, of course, basically. Um, so, you know, every single neighborhood, it's like we're very segregated, actually, in each neighborhood in L.A., you, you, you know, I mean, it's not so much like a melting pot. Would you say so, Create? Um... Yeah, like you know, right here in the heart of LA, you got almost everybody. Yeah. With within a certain conference, you got different parts of towns. Like uh, we got Little Ethiopia in West LA. You got Koreatown. You got Chinatown. You got Little Tokyo. You got uh like the Jewish areas and yeah. the, uh, you know all them kind of different areas, man. But but the thing is, is that you could take the streets or jump on the freeway and be there within a matter of seconds. That's true. As long as they're not depending on traffic. Yeah. As, maybe maybe during traffic. this period of time, cause uh, COVID basically has made it. So there's not too much traffic, man. You know what I mean? I'm kind of enjoying that aspect. Oh, it's coming back though. It's coming back. <laughs> how's COVID uh, been, uh, how's quarantine been treating you create man? Cause uh, uh, you know, have you been staying in man? Have you been, uh, you, you know, what have you been doing to keep your time occupied? Well, I still been doing the same thing I was doing before the COVID hit. I was <laughs> just doing That's my real artwork. Right there. Yeah, doing my artwork, taking my herbs, you know what I'm saying, to keep my immune system good and still having fun, you know what I'm saying? So I just, I, I pay attention to what's going on, but I try not to let it be a stumbling block. I let it be to where it just makes me conscious of what's going on. But at the same time, not not even not um, jumping on the wagon of being uh, um, scared or nervous. You know what I mean? Like sure. you have to be able to have enough knowledge in your mind to have a, where you see a problem, you come with a solution. So I, that's one thing that I've been taught throughout my journey in life. You're gonna always have a problem, but then you're gonna have to come with a solution. And so that that's that's the level I've been on problem solution. And I've been just trying to eat healthy as much as possible, take my herbs, 
And uh, now I gotta it. ask, bro, what kind of herbs do you take, man? Because like every single day, that's I'm trying to get my vitamin D's, my vitamin C's. You know what I mean? My like multivitamins, okay. man. I take a handful of fucking pills every single morning just to make sure uh, my immune system's strong. You know what I mean? Because it's like. It's funny because, like, the media, all they tell you is wear a mask. They don't tell you, like, exercise, eat healthy, you know, take your vitamins and stuff like that, right? You know what I mean? So I'm curious, man. What kind of herbs are, is Create taking to stay healthy, man? Thanks for asking that question. That's a good one. I take black seed oil. For those yeah. who know about black seed oil, they say that's, like, an ancient herb that the people been taking since the beginning of time. So that's a good thing. If you know anything about it, look it up. Black seed oil. Uh, what else? I take uh, Irish sea moss. I, you know, Irish sea moss is good. Hell yeah. Uh, what else? Echinacea pills. Uh, what else, man? Zinc. Get some zinc. Nice. You know, nice. Hell yeah. So, so those type of things they say through my studies, it helps you, you know, your immune system to stay on point. And so some people look at me like, why you don't have your mask on? Not that I don't wear one, because I do wear a mask, but. Sometimes, depending on, like, if I'm getting in and out of a building, sometimes I don't have it on. And so some people look at me crazy. I actually had a few people look at me and ask me, where is your mask? I said, oh, <laughs> mask I, shaming, I, man. I said, I got it. But, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's in my little pouch. They said, you need to put it on. I said, I'm okay. I take my herbs. They said, well, we all do that. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'm the kind of person I look at it like this. You know, uh, you know, yeah, a lot of people might be taking whatever they're taking, but, you know, we always got to be safe. So that's why it is good to put the mask on because it's a, a cold-blooded, vicious situation at hand. Uh, once again, you know, I, I feel like people shouldn't be paranoid and they should always be alert, but, you know, don't be to the point to where I know some people, they like, oh, I can't go nowhere. I got to stay in the house. You know, I can't touch certain things. I'm like, man, just use wisdom. Wisdom is the key. Use wisdom and deal with everything accordingly. That's Absolutely key. got that right, man. So I got a question for you. Um, I've seen your work, and um, it's some of the best I've ever seen. You've, your, your artistic skills are amazing. Um, at what age did you realize that uh, you had this – gifts with artwork there you go so yeah like you know my mother and my father i grew up in a home with both of them so that, you know that that was a good thing for me but my mom she was always encouraging me as a young person growing up to not to just watch tv all day she mm -hmm. always told us or told me to utilize my time wisely by mm -hmm. being creative do something and make something and so at a young age, she would buy me coloring books. She would buy me uh, art pads mm. to sketch in and to practice doing whatever I saw around me, you know. And so that was my very beginning stages. Are your parents from L.A.? Uh, yeah, both from, well, no, my, my mom is from L.A. And my dad is from uh, New Orleans. Okay, okay. So you got that creative flavor from uh, New Orleans, too, for sure. Any uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I know one thing, look, my father, his brother, which is my uncle, he he's a very talented artist. Honestly, back in the 70s and the early 80s, he was really into doing his, his artwork, my uncle. 
mm. and which is my father's brother. Sure. But as I was a little kid, I would go over to my grandmother's house where my uncle was, and he had an art table, and he would be always drawing, and, and his illustration work was was good. You know, he he loved Walt Disney work, Hanna Barbera, uh, those type of uh, uh, drawing yeah. type styles influences and he would draw those things very good like real good and i would love watching my uncle draw that stuff because i wanted to at a young age be able to do the same thing he was doing and it took me a long time to get there but i've actually uh in all due respect to my uncle surpassed him in regards to not just drawing but taking what i was blessed with as a talent and a gift and doing something with it my uncle was just doing it as a hobby. I became a person who not just only do it as a hobby, but I do it for a living. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't have a yeah. You're a legend, I do my man. I work from sun up to sundown. I'm a motivational speaker. I go speak at uh, elementary schools all the way to. That's awesome, man! I love hearing that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Dude, your 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 parents and your uncle and your grandfather, man, they must be so proud. Um, yeah, everybody's proud of me. Uh, they should be, man. I've I've seen your work, um, and uh, you've you've taken on um, one of the toughest mediums. We were just talking about this in the last podcast. That up until uh, aerosols came along, aerosol spray cans came along, the toughest medium to master was watercolor. You know, a lot of people start with watercolor because it's simple, but little do yeah. they know that is the toughest medium to master of all of them up until aerosol spray cans came along because then you're dealing with all different kinds of textures you're spraying on there's different you know types of paint there's different types of caps and mm -hmm. the wind if it's a gusty day dude i you know when i see some of these guys do stuff on gusty days that's where i have uh, you know amazing respect because that takes a touch like a readjusting touch of like a microsecond and mm -hmm. so, um, you know, that's that in addition to just being an artist and, and being an instructor and speaking to children and everything, like that's a whole nother level of respect right there, man. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to toot uh, teacher's horn too, because my co-host teach basically also works with uh, a lot of the kids basically. And uh, he's done stencil classes with them too, man. So I'm honored to be in the presence of two, uh, uh, you know, artists who give back to the community, man. And, uh, who, who basically work with the kids, man. Cause I think like, you know, I don't think kids have art classes these days, do they? Or they have, you know what I mean? Uh, some schools have A lot have of schools it. don't. Yeah, a lot, a lot of schools, schools don't. don't. Yeah, yeah. So it, that's why it's important for us to give back. You know, uh, I'm one of those artists where I've actually, this is a true story. Every school I went to from elementary all the way to college, I've actually went back to every spot I ever went to and graduated from and gave back. Mm. Yep. I, I love that man i've done the same thing and I've, I've always tried to get other artists to do the same thing and dude i just i love you even more now hearing that man that Thank is you. awesome yeah. um so just so people have an idea um of of how old you are you don't have to tell us exactly oh, I ain't um, look, i'll be 47 this year i'm proud of my <laughs> I'll be 47 strong. Look, not 47. Hey, fair, man. Hey, hold on a second. Hey, fair, man. I'm looking tall. at you. You look like you're like 25 or some shit like that. <laughs> and, and look at me. Look at me here. Look at this. I'm the old white man. I'm fucking 51 years old, and I look like I'm 51 years old, right? Yeah. This dude over <laughs> here, 
How old is he? Who the fuck knows? I don't know. You know, uh, 25, uh, 45, who the fuck knows? And, and so anyway, I'm sorry. I always say, man, look, black I'm don't sorry, crack. Old white man rant over. Okay. So anyway. <laughs> look, black don't crack and yellow don't mellow. You know, you know I'm mean? Asian don't raisin. You, you know what I mean? So uh, <laughs> like I said, we got we got that fortunate gene. You, you know what I mean? So, uh, but okay. So anyway, so just so that people know, um, you know, that because what one of the reasons why we have this podcast is so that people out there who appreciate people like you can get to know you in a different way, you know? Okay. And so, you know, a lot of these things, it's, you know, we try to go off the cuff. There's no set way of finding this out, but you know, this is how people find out who you really are. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Definitely. So you know, uh, It's an honor for me to be on here. So I, I'm definitely pick my brain and, and I'll share some real good wisdom with you. Oh, hell yeah, man. Dude, it's an honor to have you, man. So let's just get let's just get down to, like, some stuff that's going on lately, man. You, you, you right. know what I mean? <clears throat> now, uh, being like a – I love how you call it, like, aerosol writing or style writing or aerosol oh, yeah. arts, man. You, you know what I mean? Could you get into that a little bit? Because, like, uh, I don't want to, you know, speak for you, man, but, uh, you, you, you know, you, you had a nice little quote, but go ahead. Yeah, when well, did you start it and tell us all about it, man? Here's the deal. Terminology is very important because the, 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 the origin of the words have meaning behind them. So when we first started getting involved with this art form or movement, people called themselves writers. We wasn't taggers. We wasn't bombers. I mean, even though those are certain elements of the movement, you know, because we did catch tags, we did go bombing. But when people came to you, they say, hey, man, you do you write? You know, what do you write? So we were called writers. Mm. And that's what I was known as, as a writer. I was, I covered all bases. I perfected having nice, fancy, signature style tags. I was able to do throw-ups and do nice, creative throw-ups. I was able to do very stylized simplistic pieces all the way to what we call mechanical type style pieces so when we use the word writers or style writing that's what we talking about we talking about mastering the alphabet from a through z as the font but taking it through different metamorphoses creatively like hmm. like old english or what they call calligraphy powerful man writing uh, if you go through the computer, you go through all your fonts, you see different styles of font writing. Same thing with, with style writing. If you if you go through the, the books of style writing, you see many formats of how different writers from different cities, states, countries, all over the world globally, of how they have a certain signature thumbprint of style that they created that other people um, are inspired by. Some people be biting, but then some people learn how to become inspired, look at what somebody else have created and take it and then put their own spin to it, you know, so. Yeah, I love that, I, man. Because, like, I think a lot of times, like, um, especially nowadays, the, the uh, street art graffiti umbrella is so big, you know, you know what I mean? A lot of times we focus on the art about it, but it seems like the root of it is actually about literacy and also the, the calligraphy, man. You, you know what I mean? Which is like uh, something that kind of gets brushed under the rug a little bit because it's like, I think like just, you're talking about the specific lettering and like 
words you, you know what i mean like uh like i said people don't mention that so thank you for bringing that up man yeah that's very important to understand and know that because see there's different categories a street artist you know when they do their artwork they're not really focusing on the art form or what a writer would focus on which is the lettering you know we we see as okay let's let's break it down if i'm focusing on lettering there's different components to the letter understanding the structure and the integrity of a letter to make it hold its weight giving it balance or what they call symmetrical or asymmetrical balance learning how to take one letter define it so strong whether it's a simplistic style all the way to a mechanical style taking that one specific letter making it go and flow with rhythm to the next letter that's that's real important and learning about the different elements that are attached to it now we have enough room in our minds to be able to uh create new styles so it's not like we got to follow every single thing but everything has a blueprint in the origin from which it came mm. and so you have a person like case two from new york from tfp crew from the the fantastic partners uh case two i had the pleasure and the honor of meeting case two and uh case two he has one arm right came, huh he has one arm right oh yeah yeah correct yeah case two has one arm yeah well he he's no longer with us. Damn good one. Away. Holy cow, man! Yeah, he passed away. So it's like for him to be able to come up with a style called the computer rock style. So Case Two invented what we call the computer rock style. So I have buddies of mine that. Uh, I just pulled up Case Two real quick for the. Oh, thank the you for pulling that up. Yeah, yeah so, that, uh, that, that actual that video clip is powerful because talking about you know how he came up with certain styles and how he invented styles and mm. i think that's very important for people to know and understand that you know now be, before case two came up with the computer rock style you had a person like rift 170 who came up with the mechanical style you know, so you got all these different writers who invented different things and gave birth to giving things titles and names, you know, and that's very important because, you know, as, as artists, we give birth to new creations. And so Riff 170, he's still alive. Case 2, you know what I'm saying? He's long, there you go, Riff 170. You know, he's a legend. You know, if it wasn't for people like him, Phase 2, may Phase 2 rest in peace. If it wasn't for people like these gentlemen who did with look, these gentlemen were doing in the seventies, mid seventies, late seventies. Wow. That was like the blueprint in the head of his time. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can you see know? that. Man, because these look like wow. Nice. Like they just some of that stuff was in the seventies. And 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 it was like way ahead of his time. Riff one seventy, you know? man. Yeah, people got done. Yeah, we're just talking about Rift's 170, man, and also Case 2, man. Teach, you got some stencils, basically? Um, yeah, dude. Uh, this is the uh, stencil of Case 2 right here. That's amazing, uh, man. Look at that. Pull that shit out right there, man. Case 2, man. Well, I just did my, my place is a mess, but I know where important things are. And, <laughs> dude, this, this dude hey, is... Can y'all see me on here? Yeah, we can see you. 
Okay, I can't see y'all. That's the only thing. Oh no, you can't see the stencil of case too. Shit. Oh, I wish you could see that. See you now. Now I see you. Okay, I don't see James. No oh, you word. see me? There you go. How about this? Um, because I can see it right here. You're talking about, dude, Teach, had, that, those are some awesome stencils of uh, the graffiti writer that we were case two, man. That's fucking dope that we're oh, talking yeah. about it. And Teach is famous basically for, in the street art community for um, making stencils, man. And like, uh, let me ask you. Uh, from, I'm one uh, of the guys, wait a second. I'm one of the guys that, that guys like um, King Create here um, and a lot of other guys don't like because <laughs> these guys do it like freehand. See that? He's nodding his head. He's, he's, he knows I'm right. He's like, you know what? Stencils are cheating. And I get that. I totally get that. Um, but, uh, you know, I can do some freehand stuff as well. I just wanted, I got into doing stencils because it was an easy way of getting a lot of information done quickly. And I know it's going to get messed up quickly. So, you know, I didn't want to spend a lot of time. But please tell people how guys like you do not like stencils. Well, there are two sides to a coin. <laughs> I, I do like stencils to a degree. It, it depends on what I'm trying to do. It, I like wearing suits when I need to get dressed up, but I like to have my casual sports gear on when I'm just chilling. <laughs> I love that, man. Okay, so we're we talking about stencils. Yes. Now, here's the deal. Everything has a place and time for it to be used. Um, in regards to style writing and doing what we do as far as on the wall or the way they, because it, we had a terminology called can control. And to have can control was a very dominant discipline that we all needed to uh, reach for within our uh, walk of being a writer. And so when we paint, our thing was to master the can and controlling it from start to finish. So if I start here, boom, and my can in here, that was the, the method, learning how to do clean outline, learning how to blend your colors. Uh, with stenciling, that's a different art form because you sit house and you drawing the positive and negative or the, the, the area that's going to be filled in, which is the positive. Uh, then the negative space is the part where the board is blocking the surface. So it stays whatever color of the, whatever the surface is. So that being said, um, with stencils in regards to if you're doing like a stencil and you're making a creative, yeah, there's nothing wrong with stencils when it's used in this proper format. It can be done um, being as, as, as an artist, as an artist. But as a style writer, that's something totally. My thing is uh, learning how to take the can, learning how to sketch, learning how to fill in, learning how to outline. And Definitely, man. So what you're saying is like these are two different disciplines, basically. And uh, it requires yeah. different skills, man. I love what you said about wearing a suit at the proper time and then uh wearing you know your sports gear man that's i, I love that comparison good analogy. In a place. very good analogy <laughs> yeah so like you said it, it, it's two different disciplines um honestly 
honestly, 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 one of them, in, in my perspective, in all truthfulness, I think take a way more discipline. Because, you know, it's one thing to... Absolutely uh, agree. Uh, a person, yeah, one person, like a person who don't have no experience can easily hold, take some tape, stick it, hold it down, spray it out, and it's good. But but watch this. If you give a person a can for the first time who never created a, a, a fat line, a skinny line, a blend, it takes way more effort to master that. And which it, that don't make one better than the other. What it means is that the different levels of that's all. And yeah. it also means the amount of respect that you're going to get from other guys that do the same thing because they know, you know, well, they know when they see surprised. a stencil and they know when they see a freehand piece with some amazing can control. But, but you'll be surprised. Watch this. Uh, I say 2007, roughly around there, I was painting a, a real detailed mural. It wasn't no style, right? It was a mural, like I was painting with spray paint. Super, right. super realistic. People came by, saw me painting the mural with the spray paint. They didn't even pay no attention to what I was doing. They was taking pictures of uh, the wee pasting and the stencils, and they just ignored my skill level of doing something so intense or photorealistic, and it tripped me out because I got off the ladder. I didn't get mad at them per se, but it made me think like, wow, like they, they act like I was just a ghost right there on the wall painting with spray paint. <laughs> I say about maybe about five people drove, parked their car, got out and took pictures of the stencils and the weed paste. And they never said nothing about what I was doing with the spray can or the super realistic imagery. I, was. I said, damn, is this what this, Art form has became something to where it became trendy to where some people uh, gave more attention to one thing and downplayed. Well, those those are the people that are uh, are ignorant, basically, of the the process. You know, the the whole process. If you look at the process, then you know uh, those people. If they understood the process, then I think that they even those people would have a hell of a lot more respect. You know what I mean? Like if they, if they were out there when those people were putting those stencils up and they were out there when those people were putting yeah. those wallpapering, basically the, you know, the concrete, um, and they were seeing you do your thing, I think maybe at that point, then they would understand, oh, wait, holy saying, okay, there's the skill right there. That's the skill. This is just applying it that in a way that, Almost anybody that can go like this, you know, pull down a, a trigger for a spray can, you know, can do. So, you know, I absolutely agree with you. So, Create, let me ask you, yeah, yeah. is it kind of like, <clears throat> since I'm a musician and a music producer, man, do you kind of see that parallel like some of the old school or just older rappers from a different generation, man? And now it's like, you know, you got all these young rappers that are like, you know, doing the mumble rap thing and you, you know what I mean and a lot of the kids they don't necessarily pay as much respect to maybe this some of the people that uh that uh, uh I grew up with uh for the hip-hop game man I know you're a big hip-hop fan man so I want you to kind of like talk about do you oh, think dude, it's I like saw a video I saw a video of you dancing 
and you were killing it. Dude, like, um, yeah. you got all kinds of skills, bro. That was just a little bit of what I'm capable of. Like, when I'm really in a setting where the music is really touching my soul, like, there, there's been a few people that see me really get down. <laughs> like, oh, like on that video, I, you know, they asked me out of the blue, like, oh, do something. Are you and busting I don't a windmill? Have, wasn't no... That's like when yeah, you're an artist you know, and someone this, says, draw I'm... something. Yeah, just draw something. Yeah. Tell me what you to know, draw, you, you know, like. <laughs> but dude, it's still, that was look, badass, dude. Look. You got some moves, man. Yeah. Yeah, so, so you know that. I, I, I like see me I so talking about hip-hop man you know breakdancing is also uh one of the other pillars of the of hip-hop basically just like um you know uh style writing or basically graffiti writing you, you know so i mean um do you kind of see that like parallel between the do you kind of see that parallel between the older generation of the graffiti writers and the older generation of the rappers how basically you know the styles change and evolve right can you maybe talk a little bit about that We talking about uh, like the MCs? Is that what we talking about? Yeah, sure, exactly. How kind of like I think a lot of the younger uh, cats, basically, you know, the MCs, basically, you know, they have this new style and they don't have as much appreciation for the older styles. You, you, you know, I mean, would you say it's a little bit similar, basically? And also, yeah, what I type of music so. do you I, like? Oh, okay. Well, I definitely love real hip hop. When I say real hip hop, I'm talking about like the real true art form of, of emceeing, learning how to use words and metaphors and different speed levels, um, learning how to do storytelling, learning how to freestyle, learning how to um, grab somebody's mind in the process of rhyming to where you just grab their attention on different levels. There's different styles and different contents when it comes to emceeing. Um, See, that's, that's, that's a true person in the hip-hop. We don't call it rap. We call it emceeing. Mm. And so for the new generation who don't understand the art form, they would say, hey, I rap. We'd say, well, who's your influences? They start naming people. See, some people are influenced off of whack stuff, so they don't understand the level of expertise. <laughs> and so they start mimicking stuff that don't have a, a what we call supreme skill level so when we was coming up we saw a high level of expectation of a certain 100 percent strong quality of a certain type of sound look a certain type of movement and so when we saw that it made us want to aim for a certain level of what we can do on the level of being great and so now what people think is being great doesn't really match up because it's like putting a, a, a amateur boxing amongst a heavyweight hitter. A heavyweight hitter is going to knock him out because he's running around the ring like a jackrabbit. And all you got to do is hit him one time, stand still, hit him with one. Boom. They gone. <laughs> Same thing with an MC. Doing all that mumble rapping. And they're going to be just mumbling words. A real MC going to just kick a few little lines. Boom, 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 boom. Knock him out. Graph writer. You got person doing all kind of crazy squiggly lines, and you got a graph writer like myself that'll come and just do one letter. And <laughs> see, it's the, it's the mentality. 
it's the spirit. I tell people that this is spiritual, it's mental, and it's physical. Spiritual, mental, and physical are the put up off of when we're dealing with this culture. It's really important to know that. The trifecta, man. Yep. Absolutely. I tell love us, it. Uh, tell us about the Crenshaw Wall, man. I've, I've uh, driven past this before and seen, you know, I always seen amazing artwork on it. Um, and uh, what what did you have to do with the Crenshaw Wall? I was uh, I'm one of the lead artists on the Crenshaw Wall. Um, back awesome. in 2000, the wall was already there with artwork on it. Um, there was wall. I mean, there was wall. There was artwork on the wall since the 70s, you know, over there from like the community artists. It just so happened in the year 2000, we had the opportunity to come over there and do something to beautify. Uh, it was our chance given for us to go over there and make a statement through doing something that was going to be eye-catching, something that was going to be uplifting visually on the wall through the arts. And so as artists, you know, we, we just don't paint. A lot of us study. So a lot of us got knowledge and wisdom. We study about our culture and about our ancestors. So, and it's not just a typical thing like, oh, Martin Luther King, oh, so-and-so, like the same names we hear. We do our study to the point to where a whole different level in here and in here. And so when we did the illustration on the wall, that mural, talks about in the beginning of time, our contribution all the way to the end of time or what we perceive to be the future. So in the beginning of the mirror, and you see the cosmos and the universe because in the beginning was darkness. Somebody might say, create, you weren't there, how you? Because <laughs> that, that's what it said in the beginning, you know, it, it, it was like that. And the universe was powerful and strong. And we symbolically used a picture of what we consider to be Mother Nature. It was like um, into the atmosphere, you know what I'm saying, to, to give peace. That's awesome, man. We have, uh, we've got a picture of it up on the screen right now. And, uh, dude, that is like some amazing, amazing can work. Holy cow. Yeah, man. You know what? Create one of the areas I love about um, uh, this mural, man, is this section called "Our Mighty Contribution." Man, can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah. The title, yeah. Uh, basically, it was very powerful because it it talks about our contribution from the beginning of time of the the woman I was just speaking on blowing. Uh, so on right. that mural, there's a woman blowing blowing life into the into the atmosphere of the, of, of the world. Um, you know, they, they say in the study that my ancestors are there, gave life to all existence of mathematics, science, art, music, all of that, because that's something that nobody teaches. Uh, when I say nobody, I mean, it's meant to say the school system, the, the yeah, I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring up right now the uh, the image of uh, uh, the lady blowing life into um, oh wow that's you know, awesome. that creates talking about right here. Um, okay, so like, yeah, I just brought up the mathematics. Image. 
I just brought up the image of uh, uh, the lady blowing life into it, y you know, basically. You, you might not be able to see it, but the audience should be able to see it. Now, let me ask you, um, oh. let me ask you about a specific part. There's an area, uh, a, a part of this mural, basically, where there's like, um, uh, I guess, would you call them Black Panthers, basically, right? Um, you know, it's crazy yeah. because I just want to talk about this real quick. Like it got the face with some Nazi, uh, Nazi emblem, um, you know, a little bit ago, man. Uh, right. That, that happened last year, if I'm not mistaken. I yeah. Think can last you, year. Can you tell us? I mean, like, you know, it happened last oh. year. I just brought it up for the audience, basically, so they can check it out. There's basically swastikas on the faces of the Black Panthers, man. It's crazy because it's like, um, it's such an important time right now. Uh, uh, you know, we're trying to fight all this racism and uh, eliminate systemic racism from our culture, man, and really discussing about, you know, uh, the black community, man. So, I mean, this happened a year ago. So, uh, you know, tell us about, did you, have, did you guys go and clean it up or what did you, you guys fix it and everything, right? I assume it doesn't have the swastika yeah, on its face. We, well, my, my partner who actually painted that area of the wall, like soon we got the word that that was done, we instantly went out there and fixed it right away. And we did it that way because we wanted to show people that we do care. We want to show people that we mean business. You know, we want to show people that no matter what kind of foolishness they do, they can't stop what it is that we do. You know, and to be honest, we don't know who really did that. You know, some people like to be pranksters and just like to do goofy things just to get some attention. But guess yep. what? When they thought they were getting attention, they gave us a whole lot of attention. Yeah, because I think I saw you, uh, either you or you and the guy on TV, uh, like a reporter was covering that, and they were just amazed at how fast you guys got down there and fixed it and everything. So that's what you're talking about, and you're absolutely right. That guy made you guys even more famous. Who is your yeah, partner? Um, who is your partner, uh, <laughs> Create so we can. Uh, get my, my partner, his name is um, Ink One. That's that's Ink his one. name from my crew. Yeah, okay. Ink one. He's the one who painted that section. Okay. I got a couple yeah. questions from uh, <clears throat> some of our listeners, man, talking about some of your crews, man. They wanted to hear a little bit about the early days of uh, uh, RTN and LTS crew, like how they got started, man, basically. Okay. Because well, you're a founder of both, well, basically, well, right? So. Yeah, L2S was before RTN. L, L, see, they, not right now people call it LTS, but back in the day it was L2S, which was last to survive. Mm -hmm. And uh, I grew up um, being inspired by the original L2S members, Mark Seven, Sinner, Sane, Riot, Made. These are some of the people from back then that was part of L2S. And they, these gentlemen had a, a, a specific style. They from the mid city of Los Angeles. So they had a certain look, a certain style that had a very uh, cool look at that time. And I think still to this day, the kind of look that they was doing to their artwork was very strong. Um, so I, I say all that to say about L2S, um, those, when I was coming up, those, those were influencing some of the stuff that I was doing around that point in time of my life. Uh, there was a gentleman by the same, same from L2S. He had these, uh, like these, uh, 
magnificent characters, characters on the wall that he would do. And he had good letters, you know. Uh, Mark Seven, same same thing. Mark Seven had good characters, and he had good letters. Riot uh, was a good painter, and he had a way of approaching of how to fill in the letters and letter presentation look clean. See, so they set a standard for me as a young person growing up. I had to be around 13, 14 years old back then. Mind you, I'll be 47 this year, so that's been a long time. Um, yeah. RTN, yeah, RTN didn't come about till later. We we got started like late 89, I think, something like that. Yeah, I mean, wait, wait, wait. Late 88 or 89, something to that effect. 88, 89, we, we came about. And, uh, you know, but just because, let me see, is that the same riot? I don't think so. That might no. be a different riot. Okay. The, okay. the riot from LQS, yeah. His style wasn't like that. Yeah. Uh, his style, basically, because he didn't make up his sketches. Mark Seven, insane, drew all his sketches for him, and he would just go paint them up on the wall. You know, so that's how that was. Artists didn't know how to draw. They just knew how to paint and execute the artwork onto the wall. Mm. There's a lot of people actually like that that we would never knew that they, if they drew their outline, but I've even drawn outlines for people not to where I drew some sketches for folks and they, they mastered it and they went out and painted it up. Now everybody, you can't just do that for, they gotta be the chosen ones for you to do that for, you know, because you gotta really believe in that person. You gotta see the vision with that person. You can't just start doing outlines for people because it's not a sacred thing when you just start handing out your goods like that. You know, they got to be worthy of you giving them styles. Understood, Definitely. man. Understood and agreeing. <laughs> I just I brought up a, a um, Mark 7 RTN here. It's like a real interesting, like, hip-hop flavor style, man. Um, I don't know if you can see it. Creative. Old school Mr. Cartoon. There's a gentleman, Mr. Cartoon. Yeah. Now, but he used to go by the name of Flame from back in the day. Uh, when they just put out that new document. Yeah. Um, yeah, with, yeah. with yeah, Stevan Oriel. He used to go by the name Flame. There you go. Yeah, when I was 14, I would watch Flame airbrush off of Florence Boulevard or Avenue in Gramercy at a small little tiny place called T-Shirt Vision. Flame, was, when he was younger, he didn't have the cholo look and none of that. He, he just was looking... He was over there airbrushing. He was young back then. <laughs> that's how long I've known playing for. That, that's how long it's been, from way back then. That's awesome, Since man. I was 14 years old. That's know, awesome. Me and him is from West Coast. Uh, that had to be roughly early 88, late 87, early 88, down in South Central Los Angeles. Hell yeah, man. He was doing artwork for me, and we would go up there and uh, – you know, while my mom was shopping around, I would like to go watch him do airbrushing for I could be inspired to do great person back then. He was already young entrepreneur growing up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I mentioned his name because it, the reason why I mentioned Flame name was because sometimes when you Google their old artwork, you can see a certain style that back then and in that I didn't get a chance to see the documentary yet with him and uh, Esteban but I saw some of the photos that they posted 
for the documentary when it came to the to the graph section of it. That was the S or L2S work as well combined. So style is very, let me scoop my chair back. Style is very important. Style is very important. Hey, Create, listen, we're what we're gonna do is we're gonna go ahead and take what we have for now and um, just do like a, a quick ending. And then um, gonna have you on again soon um because this is this is too hard man uh and um it's it's killing me man because I'm, I'm i'm loving these stories um these are Definitely these are some of the best <laughs> stories that that we've had um on our podcast and so um yeah we're gonna get it all choppy man so uh let's just yeah. let's, let's just uh call a rain check man and let's just ha we'll have you in the studio uh yeah now i can hear you i would i would be willing to, to like to come in face to face and sit yeah, down okay. with you in the studio. Oh, that'd be awesome, man. Okay. That would be awesome. Hell yeah, man. So let's just cut this one. Like, like Teach is going to be out of town for a few weeks, uh, for a little bit, man, one basically. Week. Okay. Yeah. And then so, like, you know, once we can get back in, we'll have you on uh, as a guest, man, because I don't want to do these stories injustice by having it all choppy and uh, we can't hear you uh, too well. Okay. Look, if you have me come good, down man. To the this studio, is gold. I can't. I guarantee you, I'll give you a, a dynamite out of this world uh, interview. Cause then oh, yeah. I could I could flow smoother, and and you could really get into it. And I, oh man, we we have a ball. Yeah, yeah, for Good, sure. Thanks man. so I'll, much. That we'll just awesome. do it at my house, like I said, or something like that, man. Um, you, you know, if you don't okay. mind the drive, man, we'll we'll figure it out soon, man. But uh, like I said, to be continued. Um, yeah, because uh, we're gonna have you, you gotta put back. this up because some of this has just got some amazing stuff in it already. And then, um, oh my god, that is fire, man! Hell Thanks. yeah, so awesome. These are postal stickers that I have for sale right here. Check this one out, dude. Boom. Awesome, yeah. man. We're gonna make sure we get all get your uh, website, get Howard the, the best way to reach you, and everything. Oh, damn. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, just tell us real quick, how can we find you? Because uh, um, I'll, yes. I'll edit it all together Woo! and it'll be nice and smooth. Dude, Damn, badass. look at that. That's so that, badass. Now it's all of a sudden super smooth, man. When we're... Yeah, all of a sudden, right when we're ready to go. Boom. Wow. Amazing, man. You can, find me, you can find me on Instagram under king underscore C-R-E number eight, King underscore create. Love and, that, uh, man. For the viewers out there that, that's hearing this interview when it's put together, uh, you know, I, just let me say my services, man. I, I do graphic design. I create logos, murals, illustrations, motivational speaking, uh, team building workshops with companies. Uh, I have products available such as postal stickers with artwork on it. I got shirts for sale, customized canvas. I do jean jackets. You know, you name it, I got it. I'm the one-stop shop. Hell yeah. <laughs> I do it hey, all. Create, awesome, when man. this whole COVID thing ends, we're going to have like a sticker party with all the guests that have come on the show and kind of exchange some stickers okay. and merch, man. So we would love to invite you out. Uh, like I said, once, once everything's safe, you, you know what I mean? And, uh, uh, but we'll have you in the studio before that, I think. Way before okay. that, yeah. Yeah, so I'm to hang out with you, man. I'm gonna take my herbs before I get there, so I'm gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take some herbs. I there love you go, that, man. man. 
I love it. create. So like I said, man, we're going to do this uh, uh, round two again, man. But uh, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. And, uh, you know, like I said, we'll get the full story or a little bit more of the story next time. All right. Dude, this guy, this okay. dude's got stories. We could do volumes and volumes. I have no doubt. But uh, yeah, well, we dude, do. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you again soon, man. Thank you so much, man. Well, definitely. Y'all hey, 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 barely touched the surface, so trust me. That's what I'm Don't saying, man. Down with you. Man, just be, be ready to get an earful, because I'm going to give you an earful. It's going to overflow out of both ears, guaranteed. <laughs> Dude, that's what we want. That's what we want. We love it. It's every once in a while we get someone on, and they're just like, you know, and we're like, uh, tell us a story, something, you know, and like, so we love guys like you, man. Oh, Thank man. you so much, man. <laughs> Hey man, okay. to create. Thank, thank you so much, man. We're gonna we're gonna uh, end it right here, man. But again, we'll have you on for round two, all right? So to the audience, thank you guys, love you guys, take care and peace. Peace. All right.